Live from the historic river market in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, from the crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it's Two Douchebags and a Microphone Podcast. Invisible ass paddlings, new douche flavors, and horrible pranks? What the fuck is wrong with these guys? The apocalypse just happened. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. But we can tell you what you can eat. During an apocalypse, don't forget the nuts. Hickory nuts, that is. Yeah, we know, hickory wood gets all the glory and all the love. Everyone loves the hickory trees. They cut them down and they make great sandwiches out of barbecue and meats. They smoke them and it's a fantastic deal. But little does anyone know about the hickory nuts. During apocalypse, hickory nuts could be the best thing you can find. Hickory nuts can be eaten raw, toasted, or added to various recipes. Their rich, buttery flavor and crunchy texture make them an ideal ingredient for both sweet and savory dishes. You can use hickory nuts to make nut butter, pesto, or even a unique hickory nut milk. There are five types of hickory nuts. Bitternut hickory, shagbark hickory, pignut hickory, mockernut hickory, and smoothbark hickory. Hickory trees are considered part of the walnut species and are plentiful, at least around Missouri and surrounding areas. So, during the apocalypse, don't forget to grab your nuts. Hi there, this is Fucknut from Two Fucknuts and a Recorder Podcast. Two Douchebags and a Microphone are our favorite podcast ever. Please, go to your friend's computer and download it from there. Go to your church's computer and download it from there. Go to people you don't know and grab their phones and download it on there. These fuckers need all the help we can get. Two douchebags and a microphone. I am Mark. And I am Rob. Hey, welcome to the show. Um, anyhow, had a, uh, like I said last night on, well, it'd be the last podcast when I think it'll probably be broadcast maybe tomorrow. It'll be probably be posted then. Um, what I was uh, saying was, is uh, I was having my colonoscopy today and I was going to get an asshole hair rating for everybody, right? Yeah. Evidently, there's nothing down there to really talk about. I am not the guy. Rob is the only guy that is going to be in this contest that is from Two Douchebags and Microphone. Unless Topher comes out of the woodwork and says, hey, I've got asshole hair, you know. Then other than that, no. Nope, I am I am not a good candidate from what I understand. For some reason, I do not have a whole lot of asshole, asshole hair to be proud of. I'm sorry I failed you guys, but I'm not the guy. So... Um, and I'm out of competition. Yep, so both douchebags are out, but we got plenty of other people, so. Now, as for the uh, Topher, Topher came up with a ruling. Are you ready to hear it? Yes. Okay, Bob Marley is the winner. Between him and... Bob uh, Marley? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, for the Harry Asshole Olympics, and he said because Bob Marley, quite frankly, was so stoned that he probably had a lot of dingleberries. 
Probably did. Probably did. So, uh, so Topher, thank you. Thank you for doing the tiebreaker, and um, and your input is uh, fantastic. I think I agree with you 100%. I don't think Bob Marley ever gave a shit about his asshole hair or his dingleberries. Thank you once again, Topher. Yep, thank you. So... Um, we have um, some dear douchebag, or not dear douchebags. We have some uh, douchebag uh, emails um, that um, we're going to answer. Um, have some stories. You have some stuff you want to get into, Rob? Too. Yeah, I got some stories. Okay, cool. Uh, All right. Well, first off, I got a weird little story here. You know how I've been slowly reporting one by one about how they're selling off Kurt Cobain's personal items. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the new one is Kurt Cobain's last pack of cigarettes. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit, they're, they're picking him clean anyhow. Why not? So evidently he smoked American Spirit, the uh, the uh, smokes that, like, uh, yeah. don't have any chemicals in them or whatever. So um, anyhow, items related to Nirvana leader Kurt Cobain have a history of doing well at auction. Last year, Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Isray bought one of Cobain's old guitars for millions. Uh, Somebody else got a lock of Cobain's hair in 2021. Now more Cobain miscellany is up on the auction block, including a pack of cigarettes he once owned. The item description on the um, auction page reads, an unopened pack of American Spirit regular menthol cigarettes belong to Nirvana frontman Kurt Cobain, American Spirit menthols. Were, uh, were the preferred brand of the late rock star. This pack was saved by Cobain's roommate at the Los Angeles Rehab Clinic, where he briefly stayed several days before taking his own life. Additionally, an Associated Press video describes the pack as maybe the most expensive pack of cigarettes ever. So, like I said, I mean, I get it. I don't know if I would go after a pack of cigarettes, but I get it, you know, um... That just sounds like greed to me. It is. It is. I don't know who's profiteering from it. I I would like to find that out. I'm going to see if I can't find out who is profiting from this. Because someone's getting a lot of money over just miscellaneous bullshit, really. I mean, but you are talking to a guy that has a stand-up Aussie in his garage that uh, that, that was put in Street Side and Penny Lane Records many years ago to support the... uh, um, Oh shit! No more tears album. It is. It's a really cool one. I'll have to. I'll have to get a picture of it and like put it online or something. Or um, anyhow, I have one of those. I paid a pretty good amount of money for it because they were in rare. They were in high demand. They only put out so many, and only really the big street sides and Penny Lane got them. Like the one at Bannister Mall didn't get it because that wasn't big enough. Only the high volume ones like uh, Times Square and Los Angeles one and stuff like that got one of these. And I was lucky enough to know a, um, I guess they call him a dealer or a collector of this type of stuff. Um, remember Alley Cat Records over near Westport on Main Street? Yeah. 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 The guy that owned that is the guy that came up with it. I used to go there and buy my uh, rarity, um, um, rare CDs from uh, over in Japan. This is way before the internet. So, you know, or if there was internet out, it was very primitive and like Windows NT or something. It wasn't ideal for buying anything or ordering anything off the internet. So, uh, anyhow, the only way to get this stuff is to actually go to a record store 
and a guy went to these shows everywhere. You know, they had like shows in Vegas, uh, shows in Orlando, um, shows in Boston. They were music shows for music collectors. And he would go there and simply outbid somebody for this stuff. And uh, that was the only way to get him back then. You couldn't just go on the internet and go, hey, I want a six-foot stand-up Aussie that was uh, supporting the No More Tears uh, tour. And you could find one probably. I bet you could find one right now. I don't know how much it would cost, but you could find one right now if you really wanted to somewhere. And anyhow, I got it from him, and I used to just buy from him. So he always saved stuff back for me. He knew what I liked. So I walk in there and go, hey, Mark, come here. And he always drank. <laughs> he was, I don't, know how the, I don't know how the fuck he got home. I mean, I guess he just drove after he got smashed. I don't know. I, I have no idea. He's a cool guy, though. But every time he'd have his Miller Light in his hand, hey, Mark, come here, come here. Look at this. Look at the old Italian guy. Hey, 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 come here, man. Look at this, man. Look what I got, man. Oh, wow, what is this? Yeah, this is a so-and-so from, you know. And, and he was really cool, and he knew exactly what I liked, so I always bought all kinds of shit from him. I spent my whole checks working at restaurants, going there, buying this shit, you know. And anyhow, uh, luckily, I kept most of it. Most of it I have stored. Some of it um, I gave to uh, family members, and then I realized that they didn't give a shit about it. And like my Motley Crue pig mass... I gave it to family members, and sadly, I have no idea where it's at, and neither do they, so I gave up on that. I'm like, you know what? It's not being passed down. I'm keeping it. So, anyhow, I got the stand-up Aussie. So, I understand the collecting this stuff, yes. Um, But a pack of smokes? I mean... I, I, you know, if it was signed or something, autographed, maybe I could see. But yeah, I mean, can you imagine someone coming up to you and going, "Hey, this is a smack of po- this is a pack of smokes that uh, Kurt Cobain uh, owned," and, and how do you know this? How do you prove this? They, they, they have to get an A test. Oh, is that how they do it? Fing- fing- fingerprints, something. They would have to prove those were his cigarettes. His fingerprints would be on him or something. It would, yeah. Know? Yeah, because anybody could come up and go, you know, I live with Kurt Cobain. Anyone that lived with him for a while could say, yeah, these are a pair of sneakers that he wore uh, in the mud to go get a, I, I don't know, a registered letter about a Geffen record signing, you know, anything. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, I thought that was interesting. Um, uh, anyhow, let's see. Uh, well, uh, do we want to get to a few emails, maybe, and then we could go into something that you want to talk about? Sure. Let's go for it. Okay. All right. Not that you don't want to talk about emails, but I know you have some stuff planned. So, all right. First email. Hey there, D-Bags. Anyway, you all could maybe put up a picture of you guys. Would be cool to see who is actually talking. Thanks. Jimbo in Connecticut. Um... I, I I don't know if there's... I guess we could put one up on rss.com where our logo is. Yeah, well, I I have been talking about setting up a Rob Rad Facebook page. Uh, that that would work. That would work. You know, that is probably right, well, the best let idea. Me, let me let me get that let me get that done before Saturday and we'll we'll work on it. Yeah, yeah, we could put up some pictures and direct you on what Facebook page to go to. Yeah. That would probably be a great idea, actually. Um, yeah, and other than that, I mean, we don't have a website anymore because, quite frankly, no one ever used it. 
the email didn't work on it and people didn't go there to download their podcast you know everyone has iheart or spotify or something nobody you know goes to a specific website to go get their podcasts anymore lesson learned you know i paid quite a bet for that thing and um really to no avail you can google us and listen to us yeah i yeah yeah, so I know a lot of people do uh, that. Whenever they ask me, how do I get your podcast? I said, just Google it, and it'll give you 100 ways to get us. So, yeah. so anyhow, yeah, Jimbo, we'll come up with something, and we will uh, yeah. announce it on the show. So you'll know where to go to look at our um, beautiful mugs, right? Yep. Yep. All right. Thank you, Jimbo. Thanks for taking the time to write. I know this is like, I know you wrote this about a month ago. But we have not had time. I apologize. Um, next one. Wrestling is okay, but I agree with the email. Once a week is enough. Kevin Orlando. This one was one that was sent to me through priority. I don't know why, but somehow in that Yahoo mail, it has a priority. And he sent this out yesterday, and I got it in front of all the old ones and everything. So I went ahead and answered. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I, anyhow, however you did that, Kev, I have no idea. But um, Good job, Kev. I, I, I think we, didn't we agree on that podcast that once a week is what we're going to do? Yeah, 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 yeah. We decided on once a week. Yeah, yeah. So we, yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, we now, already. Now, it may not just be about matches. I might be talking about certain individuals. I, I anything about wrestling. Yeah, yeah, and also it could be like yesterday. I had that question. Well, you guys haven't heard it yet, but I was wondering about WWE NXT because I saw a right. little bit of that. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, what is the purpose of this? So, any anyhow. Um, and uh, Rob uh, Rad uh, very graciously answered my question and answered it very well, so I know exactly what it is now, and I'm kind of interested in it. Um, so, anyhow, yeah, once a week is what we agreed on it, so Kev, you're right. So, okay, next. Mark, what program do you use to produce the, pro- the podcast? I really love the mix in with the comic bits, and the sound can be uh, dicey at times. Still love the show, but just saying, Randy in St. Louis. Yes, I know, and that is what the the young lady on the last uh, email that I spoke about was talking about, too, about using Pro Tools. I'm working on that, Randy, and I forgot the young lady's name that sent in the last email. I'm working on it. We're a work in progress. We have no budget. You know, um, I'm just learning this stuff on the fly. I've got a full-time job. I've got stuff I have to do around the house. I have a bunch of medical stuff that I just got done. Uh, more coming up. Squeeze a couple of vacations in that. My time's very limited. So um, I'm, I'm learning all that. I'm going to try to get with Davey. Davey knows all about Pro Tools. I mean, you know, because he's a musician and oh, music. Cool. Yeah. And I think he could help me a lot on all of this stuff, including how to use voice synthesizers so I can do bits that are better sounding, you know, with voices and stuff, like I come up with a kid's voice, a woman's voice, stuff like that. Because the bits are good, but we need more, uh, um, what would you call it, different voices in it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be a little bit more diverse, in my opinion. 
and I think everyone could probably agree, you know, hearing a different voice besides mine spewing out this dribble would be great. So we're working on all of this, Randy. Give us time. Well, it, it can help when I get equipment, too. Uh, well, yeah, and like I said, what I told yeah. you the other day is some of these bits are going to start having a part, and so I'm just going to have to call you up. We're going to have to record them on Bluetooth yeah. and then just uh, slap them together like me and Topher used to do over at, uh, at his no-filter studio. So thank you, Randy. Thanks for taking the time, and yes, it, the, the program's going to get nothing but better. So trust us. We're going to keep working on it. We're going to keep doing what we can to make the program better. So thank you. Thank you for your interest. We appreciate it. Um, next one. Rob, you're sounding fantastic lately. You're definitely blooming right in our ears. Rich in Richland, Virginia. Couldn't agree thank more. You. Could not agree more. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Rob has come a long ways and just think he's getting better. So, yeah. Yeah, very good, Rob, man. You're doing an excellent job, and I knew you would. So, um, yeah, do yourself a favor and listen to one of your very first podcasts that you did solo with me. Not the ones where you just called in. And then listen to this one. And notice. Oh, I have. Yeah. I have. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, no problems there. Uh, So, and also, like a lot of the content you're coming up with, too. Because one thing we don't do here is we don't go over each other's content. I simply, I call Rob up, and we start shooting our shit off. And that's it, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll do yeah. the first we, we We have no clue what we're going to talk about when we yeah. start. The reason I always lead off is because I have the controls here. Right. I start them, stop them, and all that. It has nothing to do with anything else. Now, you see, um, because of that, I start off with a couple of stories, then I hand it over to Rob. So that's how that works is because I have control over here. It's easier for me to start the show and get the flow, and then I pass the baton to Rob, and then he passes it back to me. So um, that is why we do it like that. So uh, anyhow, Rob is doing a great job, and we when we're going to keep... Uh, keep grinding and keep doing what we can to make the show better so all right next one mark i live in ohio could you please stop bagging on my beloved bengals it's getting very annoying (laughs) ruth in central ohio (laughs) ruth no (laughs) next ruth i love you keep listening but no it's football bag on the chiefs call in fucking email me Say something about the Chiefs. Email me. Get a rebuttal. I'll answer it. But stop bagging on the Chief, uh, on the Bengals. No way. Uh-uh. <laughs> Not going to happen. Look, if you had the podcast, you'd be bagging on the Chiefs. Fair? Right? Right, Rob? That's what, that's what NFL fans do. We smack talk. Yo, Jim Rome... Built his fucking empire over the smack off. I I mean, you know, he's one of the biggest uh, sports talk guys ever, if not the biggest. And he built his empire literally on the smack off. And that's where people talk smack about the NFL, the other teams. So, no, well, I'm going to keep doing this. And I hope you stick with us regardless. But if not, thank you for the time you listened. And please tell your friends. So, anyhow. <laughs> All right, next one. Mike in Minnesota wrote, Hey, douches. 
Any way a person could email and ask Padlin nominee? Might be cool. Thanks for the program. Yeah. We could always take it into consideration. You email us someone's name and tell us why they need an ass paddling, and if they deserve it, they will get one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mike. Email us all you want. Email us all you want, whoever's ass paddling it is, and we will definitely take it in consideration. Even if you want to paddle us for something, we don't care. Like, if it's me getting the paddling, you think I said something out of line or was stupid on something, then, quite frankly, I will give the paddle to Rob, and Rob and Topher will administer the ass paddling to me. Or, I've already taken one for the team. Yeah, yeah. And same way with Topher. I mean, we might have to sneak up on him and hold him down. I don't know. But, you know, um, yeah. If you, anybody is, anybody is, uh, is cool to ask paddle we don't care just give us a reason why and who give us the name and the reason and we'll definitely consider them and if they deserve one we will give them one on air and we will mention you were the one that uh that wanted their ass paddled so yeah thank you mike send in anytime yep uh next one anonymous wrote you guys suck please quit a bag of lettuce makes more sense i agree but we're not going to quit Hey, at least you didn't call us Kale. <laughs> yeah, good point. Well, and here's another thing, too. You're getting your money's worth. It's free. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always find it funny whenever someone calls in and says, you suck, please stop. How come it's uh, how come it's up to us to stop? How come they can't quit listening? <laughs> if you hate us that bad, why, why are you taking the time to contact? If you hate us that fucking bad... It should be up to you to quit listening. Right? Right. Yeah. We're not the ones with the problem. We don't care about you. You're the one that gives a shit about us. Quit listening. Go around well, and tell people how bad care about our fans. Well, we do. well this, this guy isn't a fan, though. Right. Yeah, yeah. If you're a fan, we give a shit about you, but you're not. So we don't care. So my stance is no, we're not quitting. And... um and actually, I want to I want to broadcast more now that I know he hates us. We might have to do five shows. A we week. might have to do five or six shows a week because you hate us. So chew on that, fucking dick nose, anonymous. Put your real name in there. What are we gonna do? Go hunt you down and beat you up? What a pussy, <laughs> anonymous. It makes me think it's someone we know. <laughs> Could be. I, I mean, why else would you do anonymous? I've always found the anonymous stuff pussy. Put your name on there. Tell me who you are. It's fine. I don't care. I don't care if you're fucking uh, Jimmy from fucking uh, uh, Tuscaloosa. I don't give a shit who you are. Put your name, man. Say, well, Jimmy, uh, sorry you hate us, but we're not stopping. You can quit listening to us. Whatever. So, all right. That is all the emails I had time for. Guys, I keep them coming in. I know I'm way behind. And I'm going to try to answer every one of them. I never expected in a million years to get a reaction like this from people. I, I really no, it's been insane. I can't, I can't friggin' believe it. Honestly, I can't believe that people would give one ounce of shit about our show enough to write uh, to break off an email, let alone get as intricate as they they have about the show. I mean, you're talking about people that have really listened to it and examined it, and and have really good feedback, except for. Uh, Anonymous. So, yeah. 
Yeah. So anyhow, let's take our first break and we'll be right back. And I'm We are two douchebags in microphone. As charming as a leaky sewer pipe. You need protection from fucktards? You have people coming and fucking with you constantly? You need answers? You need solutions? Smack, Smack in the, the nuts. nuts! That's right! Smack in the nuts is what you need! Smack in the nuts, get rid of said losers in no time flat! Smack, Smack in, in the, the nuts. nuts! Available everywhere wherever you buy self-defense items. Here are just a few testimonials from some satisfied customers. Stupid fucksack come to me. He talks stupid. He no let me go. Smell like sack of shit. He spit talk all over. I remember smacking balls. I use shit sack. Shit sack lie on ground. I walk off. Thank you smacking the balls. You saved me from smelly smelly spit. Well I had this stupid son of a bitch come around me. Uh, he would not shut his fucking yapper for nothing. He gets up on me and he talks all stupid. And I didn't know what to do. I could not shake this motherfucker like a booger. Then I remember smacking the nuts. I pulled out old smacking the nuts. And that motherfucker went down like a sack of fucking potatoes. Thank you smacking the nuts. You saved me once again from stupid motherfuckers. Smacking the nuts. Don't leave home without it. Oh Lord, that man just sawed a puppy in half. Hey there, don't worry, I have a clown nose. Oh no, that drunk guy just hit my child. It is okay, I have a clown nose. Clown nose, just put one on and you can do anything. Want to run for office? Murder people in public? Just grab a clown nose and bam, everyone laughs. Clown noses are sold at gag stores online and pedophile conventions. Grab one today and make magic happen. are back. Two douchebags and a microphone on the mark portion of it. And I'm Rob. Alright. Well, as Floor mentioned, we think that Rob has something to say, and we're going to let Rob have something to say. Rob, the floor is yours. Well, long ago, after I got home from work, got my shower and everything, I was sat down doing my homework for the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I jumped on American Songwriters, so I was getting a list together for this weekend. Yay! And uh, I, I ran across an actual article on American Songwriters. <laughs> okay. And, and I found it pretty interesting. More than 25 years after releasing his hit, I'll Be Missing You, Diddy has revealed that he pays Sting $5,000 daily for sampling the police's 1983 hit Every Breath You Take on the song. In 2014, Diddy initially revealed that he was paying Sting 2000 after getting permission to sample the song years earlier. 
Initially, Diddy, who was known as Puff Daddy when he released I'll Be Missing You, never asked permission to use the sample. <laughs> Not smart. Since permission was never granted for use, Sting sued and received 100% of the royalties for the song. Earlier permission would have allowed Diddy only to pay 25%. Because of his slight, Sting now receives just over $1.8 million a year for the song. Wow. Originally, Celebrity Network also reported that Sting earns approximately $730,000 per year for the sample, which breaks down to about $2,000 per day with royalties. When a fan briefly referenced the past figure of 2000, Diddy went on social media to correct the figure and responded, Nope, 5000 a day. Love you, my brother, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Man, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. Well, that's what happens when you don't... Um, whenever This is what happened like the old rap artists uh, back in the 80s. They started sampling yeah. all this music, and like the the original producers of the music, the only ones that didn't do that was like Run DMC, and Run DMC basically revitalized Aerosmith. They brought him back from the dead with that uh, right. "Walk right. This Way" video and and the cross between them two. You know, the cross pollination where like you know Aerosmith. It, it was really a brilliant video. And, you know, Aerosmith's in one room, and they're trying to play their shit, and Run DMC is in the other room trying to play their shit. And they're both, like, looking at the wall like there's noise, and finally they break down the wall, and they both, you know, and they start jamming together. It was a groundbreaking piece. But a lot of those other ones that were sampled, they didn't ask or anything. They just started throwing them in there. And then the original artist came back and, like, just took basically all the money because... The, uh, the artists that did this, the rap artists that uh, sampled it, did it without even asking. So then the courts are just like, mm, okay, well, we're going to award them everything, you know. So a lot of the people, even though it was a great idea and it was a song with the music being sampled in it, I, it didn't matter. I think Van Halen got a shit ton of money for, um, um, fuck, was it Two Live Crew or something? Shit, I can't remember. Oh, was it? Funky Cole Medina. It was, I think, it's Funky Cole Medina was, uh, um, and I can't remember who sang that, but um, it had Van Halen uh, um, samples in it, and they got a shit ton of money from him for doing that. And there's a lot of other cases like that too. But um, anyhow, and nowadays, before they do anything like that, they check, they find out if it's affordable, if they can sample, and a lot of times. A lot of artists say no. They don't want their music sampled. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. have heard that. Yeah, a lot of them are like, no, you know, I think that this is, uh, I, I, I don't want mine in anything else. This is my music. This is my art. I don't want anyone else, anyone else using it. And a lot of people, it doesn't matter how much money you, uh, you send them, you know, they're still not going to do it. So, um, anyhow, another cool American songwriters. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is a list of, and this is from bookies.com, the top stadium experiences 
NFL-wise, in America. I don't agree with this list. I think it's off a bit. So, anyhow, the first one that it says is the Green Bay Packers. And I could kind of get that because of all the history. It's way up in northern Wisconsin. Uh, it, it's the frozen tundra, Lambeau Field. Um, you know, the Lombardi Trophy named after, you know, Vince Lombardi. Uh, you know, you know uh, um, I get that. I could get why it because all the history. Second, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe so, yeah, because of the terrible towels and they make a lot of noise and they're really, they're screamers, they're yellers, they're diehards. We have a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans in Kansas City that wear their gear every day. So, yeah. yeah. The third one is the Minnesota Vikings, which I don't get at all. I, I don't get it all because even when I was in Minnesota, I didn't see that much Vikings gear. Now, they weren't very good when I was there, but, I mean, you know, even when the Chiefs were horrible, you saw their gear everywhere. So, I don't know. Maybe there's something I'm completely missing, but I, it just doesn't seem to me like it would be the third top. Tied for fourth is a three-way tie. Seattle Seahawks, Dallas Cowboys, and our beloved Kansas City Chiefs. Um, the Seahawks have a really good atmosphere. The Cowboys have a really good atmosphere. Um... I don't know. To me, I think the Chiefs take that. Arrowhead Stadium is legendary. The loudest stadium in the world. Um, yeah. we, uh, we do our chants. We show up everywhere in droves. We drive people nuts. Um, we piss people off. There's so many of us invading their territory. Um, I just don't see it. But, Okay, whatever. Now, seventh after the four-way tie, or the three-way tie, is the Atlanta Falcons. I could not agree with that any less. I, I mean, that is just... No. And the, here's... They put them above Philadelphia. Philadelphia Eagles fans threw snowballs at Santa Claus. Philadelphia, Philadelphia Veteran Stadium, or whatever they call it nowadays... <laughs> has a court right there in the stadium because they get so fucking nutty. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl several years back with Nick Foles, a guy ate horse shit from one of the mountain yeah, pools. Yeah. Yes. And here in Kansas City, we had a guy that got depensed himself on a tree. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't see that going on in Atlanta, do you? No. The guy that depensed himself on a tree made all the night shows, all the tonight, the, uh, the all of those shows. It made TMZ. It made everything. And same with the guy that ate shit in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> and they put the Atlanta Falcons above that. They didn't put them above the Chiefs, but they put them above the, above the Eagles. Um, I don't see that. The next one, they put Indian Crapolis above the Denver Broncos. I'm sorry, I hate the Broncos, but man, those guys are diehard fans, and they are loud, and they love their Broncos, and actually the Broncos should probably be in the top four. I, I mean, really, those guys, they are diehards, and number 11 should not be the Las Vegas Raiders, because the Las Vegas Raiders fans are, are they don't even, they don't even, uh, let me put it like this, it is so ingrained in that in that culture that uh, um, that to be a, a, a an outlaw a, a Vegas Raider fan before that was like 
L.A. and then Oakland before that. It, it's so ingrained, that outlaw thing, that a lot of people that wear their jerseys and stuff don't even know who plays for them. They only know their record. I've asked a lot of people that wear their stuff. Hey, what's, that? what's your guys' record this year? I don't know. Who's your quarterback? I don't know. No fucking way. Uh, that's not 11th. It's a new stadium. It's beautiful. Alliance Stadium is beautiful, but no. Number 12, Tennessee Titans. I think I could get along with that because I have been to that stadium. I think it's Nissan Stadium or Toyota. I think it's Nissan Stadium. It's a beautiful stadium, and they all love football in Nashville, and it's it's cool. They have that uh, walking that pedestrian bridge that goes over to the stadium from downtown. It is a beautiful facility, and I think I would agree with that. Number 13, the Baltimore Ravens. I... They have a lot of diehard fans, so yeah, I could see it. 14, Tampa Bay. I, I think Tampa Bay should have been further down on the list. I know a lot of Tampa Bay fans from that area that love love them, but there isn't a whole lot of interest outside of the immediate Tampa Bay area, even when Tom Brady was there. People just don't really care about him that much. New Orleans Saints, number 15, Arizona Cardinals, 16, Jets, 17th. You know what? Uh, oh, the 49ers are 19th. The 49ers should have been down quite a bit. And the Giants, the New York Giants, should have been down quite a bit from 20th. And let me see if I see any other ones that I think are wrong. Oh, the Cleveland Browns for 21st? No way. The dog pound is real. And the dog pound doesn't care what the record is. The dog pound, they are they are legit. The dog pound... Yeah, they're diehards. Yeah, they're diehards, and they should be in the top seven. Chicago Bears should probably be maybe in the top 10, maybe the latter 9 or 10. The Lions, 23rd. I think it should be lower, but not all the way down. Buffalo Bills are 24th. I think I agree with that now. I didn't before, but man, when the Bills start losing, you don't hear anything. So I think maybe they're right on that, that like they give up real easy. The Bengals fans, um, I don't know. They're kind of mouthy. They're kind of cocky, but you don't see them in droves. So, I don't know. I don't think I really have an opinion on that. The Jaguars at 25th, they should have been lower than that because nobody in Florida gives a shit about football. It's been proven. New England Patriots at 27th. Other, other than Miami. Uh, yeah, but Miami's 31st. And, uh, and I don't even think they sell out their stadium in Jacksonville or Miami. Um, um, 27th New England Patriots now yes before no before they've been top 5 right now nah uh I agree 28th Carolina Panthers of course 29th Los Angeles Chargers they might have been they should have probably been 32nd actually the Charger fans are horrible and so are the Los Angeles Rams fan at 30 31st Miami Dolphins that's because everyone's at the beach nobody's at the game 32nd is Washington Commanders, and that's just simply because they have not put a good product on the field for so long. People have other shit to do in Washington. So, anyhow, I think there was a lot of errors in that, in my opinion, but that yeah, was a book. I, 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 yeah, in my opinion, I could see quite a few too. Yeah, so, um, anyhow, have you heard about people putting toilet paper in the refrigerator? No, I have not. Well, hang on a second. We're, we're going to find out about this. Maybe your gallon of milk soured 
or your leftovers just sat one day too long, but the hallmark stench of spoiled and mating order from your refrigerator, odor, not order, odor from your refrigerator is nearly impossible to get rid of. I think I'm still on anesthesia. No, you know what? No, I can't talk any night, so eh, eh, business as usual. <laughs> Unless, of course, you follow the TikTok sages who swear by the hack that involves putting toilet paper in the fridge. You heard that right. Your two-ply Charmin Ultra Soft can soak up odors. While it may not be the most appetizing sight, the bath tissue absorbs the moisture in the air that uh, contribute to the mold, mildew, and foul smells, according to Parade. And you know what? I think I could believe that, Rob, because what does uh, baking soda do? In Georgia. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, toilet paper is along that same... Uh, same type of an uh, of uh, um, area, right? Because toilet paper is absorbent and is made to soak up odors and also soak up, uh, you know, everything, right? So yeah, so I think this could be true. Baking soda, which only needs to be swapped uh, every three months compared to toilet paper three weeks, is more commonly used to neutralize odors. And according to uh, Parade, the cost-effective option works better at eliminating both the excess moisture and the acids that produce odors. Now, if you use toilet paper, here's the deal. You can reuse it. So, um, you know, we're, uh, if you open up a can of... Uh, not a can, but a box of baking soda, it's done. Once you open it up and put it in the fridge, you can't use it for anything. Toilet paper, you can take it out of there, let it warm up a little bit, and then use it to wipe your ass, right? Yeah. Um, while there are fridge-specific deodorizers available on the market, other ways to neutralize the stink in your refrigerator, well, number one, don't let food spoil in it, right? Um, include activa activated charcoal, vanilla, coffee grounds, lemon, and oats. I didn't know about oats. Hmm. I know they use lemon for fish odors. I remember when I was yeah. much younger um, working at restaurants, whenever we'd handle fish, they would have lemons there that you, uh, you'd take and squeeze the lemons on your finger to, uh, to get rid of the fish smell. So, you know, you would smell decent. And, you know, lemon smells a hell of a lot better. You know, you smell citrusy. You don't smell like fish. So, right. so I could... Um, I could definitely, see, I could definitely see that. So, anyhow, Rob, you got something you want to go into? Uh, yeah, a man is suing the state of Washington and two doctors after going to the hospital for an appendectomy last year and coming out with more medical issues that required four additional surgeries. So he's going for, he's going in to get an appendix removed. What? He's going in to get his appendix removed? Yeah. Okay, uh, okay. The ER. Okay. Uh, George Piano and his wife Elizabeth are accusing the University of Washington Medical Center Northwest of negligence and seeking an unspecified amount of damages after what they claim in the suit was a botched operation. According to a lawsuit, Piano went to the UWMCN's emergency room after experiencing several abdominal pain. Doctors determined that Piano, Piano had acute appendicitis and that his appendix needed to be removed. 
After the operation, however, Piano felt abdominal pain worse than before surgery. Doctors performed a repeat abdominal CT scan, revealing the continued presence of an inflamed appendix. They never took it out. <laughs> he still has Instead, the UWMCN doctors removed a piece of piano's lower colon and additional operations will require to repair a leaky colon and to address an abdominal infection caused by the initial surgery. Piano had to undergo four additional surgeries and multiple hospitalizations, including the installation of a lostomy bag. Oh, my God. Oh. They screwed this man up badly. Oh, my God. Bad. Yeah, and it, it, this article, which is on Insider. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they go into detail on what happened to this poor man. Wow. wow. Oh, my God. That guy deserves millions. I'm sorry. Millions. Oh, he had to do it with an ostomy bag. Yeah, he, he deserves it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that stuff yeah, that scares now, the hell out of me. His well, abdomen is deformed and all kinds of stuff. Oh, my God. Well, let, let me give you a little insight on something here, Rob, while we're talking about this. I didn't get to this earlier because we got distracted. But, you know, I went in for my colonoscopy today, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, I think everyone's uh, familiar with the uh, with the commercial aura where they kill the clown, the killer clown that gets shot down by lightning while winning the lottery. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, at first, you know, they have the plane crash, odds of dying in a plane crash. Odds of not waking up from anesthesia, 1 in 135,000, right? Okay. Right. Well, I'm getting wheeled down there on on the stretcher gurney or whatever, you know, whatever they call it, the, the rolling bed, okay, to go have my procedure. And I had the anesthesia administered, and I'm, and I'm barely awake, right? I'm just like, as a matter of fact, they asked me dad jokes, right? They said, hey, you got any dad jokes? I got to two, the second one. And I was out. I was out like a fucking log. So anyhow, while I'm getting wheeled down there, I'm like going, "Oh shit, is the aura guy going to be here?" And going, "Hey, uh, would you like valet parking, or are you just going to take your chances?" That's how bad that shit seeps in your brain, dude. Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? You know where the guys like yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was yeah. like an almost replica of it, where I'm just sitting there, you know, looking up, waiting for the anesthesia to knock me out. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is a replay of that fucking commercial. I'm, like, getting wheeled down here. I'm going to see someone going, hey, uh, valet parking or take your chances. I'm like, fuck. Anyhow, I was knocked out, like, right after that, and, and it, w- it was done. But anyhow, so uh, the thing I'm getting at is stories like this, does it does not help. This is why people are afraid of hospitals and doctors. This is why a lot of people don't right. get help when they need it is because they read shit like this. Shit like this does happen, but it's not the norm. Uh, but anyhow, wow, the, the, that guy deserves millions, and the person, the people responsible for that should not be in medicine. So, yeah, that's insane, right. dude. Well, anyhow, uh, how about if we come right back, and I got the top pet names for 2023?
Sounds good. All right. We will be talking to you here in a couple minutes. Hey, look. I think we found land. Oh, my God. I think we're safe. Oh, no. It's an island of horrible jokes. Why did the belt go to jail? Because it held up a pair of pants. <laughs> Next up, things overheard in hell. Great news. William Hung's world tour has been extended. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. So, if I have a glass of ice water and the ice melts into the water, is my water then watered down? Hmm. I may never know. Douchebags in a microphone, raw and uncensored. See behind the smoke show. Watch as the douchebags get stung by a swarm of bees. Enjoy one of many coffee houses ordering our heroes out. Watch Mark revisit Clinton, Missouri to claim his innocence for all the mad shitter accusations. Act now and get both high quality DVD sets and a free douchebag calendar. Mark off today with a douchebag looking at you. Supplies are limited, so act now. All right, two douchebags and a microphone live from the Talk is Cheap studio, but when you hear this, it won't be live. I am Mark. And I am Rob. All right. Well, like I previously said before, before we went to our break, and you heard Satan talking about burning souls listening to us and things to eat during the apocalypse and deep thoughts with Mark and uh, whatever other goodies, island of that horrible jokes, uh, Strange insults from an alien. Uh, what else we have there? Uh, a little bit of everything. So yeah, pretty much everything. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Clown nose. Yeah, oh, clown nose. Yeah, yeah. A brick yeah, shit house. Nose. Brick shit house energy drink. Oh yeah. yeah. Our new one. Smack in the balls. We we still have thirty smack in the balls a piece to give away. So if you deserve a smack in the balls or someone you know deserves a smack in the balls, let us know. We will give you a free smack in the balls. We have 30 of them, each one of us. This yep. makes 60 that we're just itching to give out to fans. So if you need one or if you know someone that needs a smack in the balls, let us know. We will gladly administer you the smack in the balls. So I'll know how, I don't know how much better it gets than that, Rob. Okay. You can't beat you that. You can't beat that. A free smack in the balls. I mean, the only thing that could beat that is maybe a big and ball, ball bite, right? Yeah, yeah. But I don't even know if Biggin's... That's the only way to beat it. Biggin is probably either incarcerated or dead. So um, we're probably not going to get Biggin, uh, Biggin back to uh, bite anybody's nuts. And besides that, his nut day, even if he's alive or not incarcerated, I think his nut biting days are over. I think that's well, what he's doing. Either that or he owns his own fitness gym now. <laughs> yeah, it could be. So, um, Okay, um, like I said before, 
um, the top pet names for 2023. An online marketing place for pet owners released its annual list of the most popular pet names, with Charlie and Luna topping the list for male and female dogs, respectively. The rest of the top 10 male dogs' names uh, on uh, Rover's 11th annual most popular pet names report were Max, Cooper, Milo, Buddy, Reddy, Rocky, Bear, Leo, and Duke. The company said Max was knocked off the number two spot after 10 years as top dog. The rest of the top 10 names for female dogs were Bella, Daisy, Lucy, Lily, Lola, Zoe, Sadie, Stella, and Bailey. The top male cat names for the year were Oliver, Milo, Leo, Charlie, Loki, Max, Simba, Jack, Ollie, and Jasper. The top names for female felines were Luna, Bella, Lily, Lucy, Nala, or Nala, I think it's Nala, Callie, Kitty, Cleo, Willow, and Stella. Rover was, uh, Rover, Rover also tracked trending names for the year and found some of the more unusual choices had sharp increases over the previous years. The trending names for dogs included Kelsey, Wednesday, Oak, Laney, Minnow, Smokey, Australia, Emmy, Rob, and Chia. Trendy names for cats were Norbert, Soju, Snoop, Chaco, Fuzz, Zuki, No, No, K N O W. Huh. Yeah, Munch, M U N C H, Luffy, <laughs> Luffy, and Maisie. I have no idea where they got these fucking names from, man. <laughs> the um, anyhow, yeah, yeah, so, um, all right, some of the names I love, some of them are very questionable. Um, right. yeah, have you heard of the new, uh, silent book club that's going around? No, evidently they're doing their job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A silent book club is simply this. People meet up somewhere and don't talk they read their book they come there hello then they sit down and their orders are to not talk at all but read their book it's a new trend where people are like yeah hey you want to go to silent book club and you don't talk you go there and you read your book only you don't say anything to anybody you greet them and that's it then you delve into your book and that's all i think i really love that because how many times I've done something like that only to have someone just keep talking and it's like, shit. It's like I came here to read my book and I can't read a damn thing because this guy won't shut up. Have you done that before? No. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not much of a reader. Okay. Well, I love to read. But anyhow, I've done that before. Like, you know, you meet up with some people and like, and then the next thing you know, it's just, they just won't, you know. It's like, man, I, you know, I might as well go back home and read this thing. So, um, there was a, uh, um, a TikTok video where there was a DoorDash driver. You probably heard of this and you probably read about it because it was big news, but I'm going to go ahead and cover it. The, uh, DoorDash driver took food to someone. Okay. And... The, the DoorDash driver was getting ready to uh, give the guy his food, and he noticed that the guy didn't tip. 
So he said, hey, he goes, Where my, where's my tip? And the guy said, I left it on the website or on the app. <clears throat> so the guy said, okay. Then he looked back down. He noticed there was not a tip. So he backed off and he threw the guy's food on the ground and left. It's about 50-50 what people are saying. Some people are saying, you know what? There's already, I think, on DoorDash a certain amount allotted for the person. Okay? Kind of like a tipping situation. I think they charge a little bit more so you can give the driver some money. And I'm not for sure. I'll have to check on that. But from what I understand, they do get a certain amount. It may not be a whole lot, but I think they do get some sort of a tip without you tipping. And then what you tip is on top of that. So it's kind of divided 50-50. People are saying, no, you know what? The guy should just be happy. It's his job. He should bring it there. Whether the guy tips or not is not really any of his business. Then other people are saying, you know what? The guy's a dick for not tipping, and he's a bigger dick for lying about it. So he deserves to have his, uh, his, food, his food thrown on the ground. Now, I think that the guy should not have thrown his food on the ground, but... I think that it's like this. If you are a known not tipper, and I don't care if it's just like, let's say it's a, a $50 bill of food, and you give them five bucks, right? That's something, right? That's a little thank you. Okay. But um, someone not tipping constantly, I think that the word should get around, and then people are not so inclined to go take your food to you it's like you know what why should i take food to him he doesn't leave me anything when this guy over there next to him leaves me like 10 bucks every time so i think that takes care of itself right so yeah i i'll tell it like this okay now i tip really well like i use the city market coffee coffee app you know i go down there to write material and stuff we used to record down yeah. there which we are going to again um yes yeah yeah so but I always leave at least 20% on there for them. And I will be out there. They know my, they know my table out there where we used to broadcast from. I'll put in the order. They know me. And they take it to me because I, I always tip. And I love the people there. They're great people. And I make sure that they get a good amount of money, you know, a decent amount of money for helping me. And it is not forgotten. I don't ask for them to bring it to me, but they do every time. They'll be like, oh, that's Mark's order. They'll look out there, they'll see me, and they'll bring it to me. So that is like TIP stands for to ensure, to ensure prompt service. Okay, that's what I get when I TIP. Okay, so um, I think that someone that, um, that doesn't TIP, it takes care of itself, and this guy probably overreacted. He might have been having a bad day, but he shouldn't have thrown the guy's food on the ground. But he did have somewhat of a complaint, I do believe. And what is your thought on this, Rob? What do you think? I'm, I, I see both sides. I, I, yeah, me too. I do not agree with the food being thrown on the ground. Me neither. Um, and the way I look at it, that's really not the driver's choice because... The order was called into the business you work for, and you're delivering it for the business. Mm-hmm. So you, at that point, you're doing your job. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I agree with that 100%, and that's why I asked you. 
because I have I have a little problem with this but, too. But at the same time, if you're a known not tipper, quit being a douche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think the guy overreacted. Now, should I think he should get fired over that? No. And I didn't hear or read anything about him getting fired. No. But I think he reprimanded. should. Reprimanded. Reprimanded, yes. And another thing is, is this guy that keeps not tipping? Well, these days he's just not going to get anyone to bring his food. And he probably deserves that. So, okay. I think that takes care of itself. Um, you know, other than that, I see both sides. But like I said, on the internet, it's 50-50 about people that thought, hey, wait a minute, you know, you know, this is right what he did, is wrong what he did, whatever. I, I see both sides. So anyhow, um, Rob, you got anything you want to get to? Yeah, I got another story here. All righty. Uh, this came, uh, comes off radar online. And just so you know, this if you want to know more about this story, I'm just going to kind of break it down somewhat. Um, okay. The wife of disgraced comic Bill Cosby was the target of a lawsuit filed by a Massachusetts man who claimed she forced him off an organic farm he spent years to create. RadarOnline.com has exclusively learned. Benjamin Hay, the owner of Maple Row Farm, charged Camille Cosby, 79, callously booted him from the 83-acre tract of land she owns after encouraging him to spend three years and thousands of dollars to convert 57 acres into an organic field. The process of trans transitioning farmland to organic is complicated, time-consuming, and expensive. Mm -hmm. After spending more than $200,000 prepping the soil and purchasing more than 18000 in potato seed for the 2021 season, Camille, through her agent, Michael Spencer, ordered Hay to vacate her property or be slammed with trespassing charges. Wow. That's an odd well, story. Yeah, uh, he ends up turning around. Sooner. Like I said, look this up on Radar, radar Online. I will. There, There's okay. more to it. I mean, they, they go in a little more detail. Okay, all right. I, I can do that. And uh, um, let's go ahead and finish out this podcast with Zoom Brain. Have you ever heard of Zoom Brain? Oh, yeah, actually, I have. Okay. Since early 2020, video calls have become the solution to everyone's would be canceled plans from work meetings to happy hour conferences to weddings. After hours upon hours of approximating eye contact and the person talking becomes mute because of a lack of face-to-face -face connection. With video, we must rely on our eye contact at all times. It takes much more emotional effect to stay engaged in video interactions. So what it does is it...
pretty much shuts down your brain because you have to concentrate on eye contact to let them know that you're actually paying attention to them and not fidgeting with something or scrolling Facebook down below with your phone or something, you know. So you have to keep eye contact, but that's a good way to kind of like uh, lose concentration too, right? Yeah. So they call it Zoom brain where your mind goes blank and you're not even really sure where you're at. So look it up when you get a chance. Zoom brain is odd. I've had it before, but not from Zoom. From, I don't know, studying too hard or something or trying to figure something out. So I get it. So one of the things that um, they suggest to help the symptoms is break off every hour for 5 to 10 minutes. That way you give your mind and your eyes and everything a break. You can break off of it, lose your concentration for a while, and then come back and pick up on it. Number two, look around the room more. You can look away. You can break eye contact for a second or two, and they'll be okay. And you can, it, the suggestions are when you do it, go, yes, I'm listening. Yes, uh-huh. Or something like that to reassure them that you're listening. But at the same time, look around. That way you're not, like, focusing in and getting that, you know, that, what do you call it? Uh, oh, that dead stare, you know. Um, another thing, you, yeah, yeah, another one, try to schedule Zoom calls days away from each other is another suggestion, so don't do three or four of them in a row, if you can, put them at least two or three days apart, and that helps you with it too, my suggestion is shut your power off, and tell them that you had a power outage, no more Zoom call, how could they prove you didn't? Yeah, some guy ran it. Some guy ran it to the fucking pole, man. I I don't know when it's gonna come back on. As soon as it comes back on, I'll join you. Up, oh, power didn't come back on. I'm sorry, man. Shit, I. Uh, well, could you just send me a transcript of what you said? I'll go over it. Yeah, thanks. That's my best suggestion right there. It's like how many yeah. times? How many times does this guy have someone like hitting a power pole near him? God, he has the worst luck. This is crazy. So. Anyhow, all right, Rob, I think this concludes this podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you. Keep the emails coming, even though I'm way behind. I will get caught up on them, and I will try to answer every one of them. And I agree. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. Thank you. So, anyhow, even the ones in Cincinnati that are pissed at me. Or, no, Middle Ohio. Ruth in Middle Ohio, I believe. Yeah, even though you're mad at me, still love you. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Man, that smells.